Hi, 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 hi. Uh, I don't even know what day it is. Yes, I do. It's Wednesday. I feel non-super alert on this day. Um, it is December 30th, 2020. And I have not recorded a podcast and I don't even know how long. Um, but here we are. Um... We have like a day and change for the end of the year. And um, I was going to do like a recap of like how disastrous this year was. But I am not going to recap on all, on all the bad things that happened during this year. Because there was a lot of it. Uh, and it's mostly COVID related. And I am like at max capacity on... Uh, dealing and talking about COVID as I think most of the world is um, all of us want this thing to be done with and um, we're here we're still living it we're still dealing with it and here we are what are we going to do about it we don't know nobody knows the CDC doesn't know whatever <coughs> oh I say that as I'm coughing but here we are here we are. Um, what I did want to talk about today was growth. Um, we're trying to take this to a positive light on what I've personally learned, at least about myself, and kind of reflect on the year that I've had um, and share it because maybe somebody somewhere needs to hear this too. Um, as you guys know, if you follow, if you don't follow, if you're new here, if you're not new, whatever, because I only have like three listeners at this point. Um, at the beginning of my podcast, like one of my first two episodes or whatever, <coughs> you know, um, I work at a hospital in the ER, a very busy ER in South Florida. And this journey, even though it's been difficult for everybody um whether you think COVID's real whether it's not real whether you think masks are effective whether they're not affected whatever um that that's that's your belief and I'm not here to argue with any of it even though I come on here saying wear your masks you know just wash your hands do whatever whatever it's been particularly hard on me, which I know, like, thankfully, I've had a job throughout this, um, I haven't lost my job, uh, I know several people who've lost their job that are now trying to find something other than the service industry or whatever, wherever they're trying to get in where they fit in, and trying to hustle for that money, try to pay rent, you know, at some point, people need to get paid, people are expecting rent, you know, at some point, People are going to have to pay back pay for their rent, whatever. People are still getting evicted during this time. Uh, it's still something that's very actively happening and still actively affecting a lot of people. Unfortunately, people have the belief that things aren't real unless they are directly impacted by them. But whatever, I digress. That's neither here nor there. Whatever. This is just the reality of the situation. This is where we live now. This is what's happening. Um, 
But it's it's been particularly hard working in an ER, working in a place where <coughs> there's already so many things that are contagious. Um, like you got caught, well not caught, but like, <laughs> but things that you could catch, right? Whether it's tuberculosis, whether you accidentally stick yourself trying to stick a patient. You know, there's, I already deal with a lot of stressful things and, you know, I already suffer from clinical depression and my depression gets super bad, especially around the holidays. I've been very open about that. Um, and, you know, let's be real here. This has affected everybody in some kind of way. Um, and it's really hard to cope because none of us have really dealt with a pandemic before. None of us have ever experienced this in our lifetime. I mean, we have, but not on a level of almost a year now. We've been dealing with this for 10 months. Yeah, okay, H1N1, we've dealt with Ebola. <coughs> we've dealt with a lot of other things, but they seem to kind of disappear in a month, right? And this has not disappeared. Everybody's life has changed drastically. And, you know, people and their families and their kids and losing their jobs. And it's one of those things where you don't really know what's going to happen next. You don't know. And us as people don't know how to cope with it. Especially change. Change is very hard. Especially change like this. It's so hard. Um... And for a long time, it directly affected me because I'm dealing with this. I'm in the middle of it. I'm in a war zone, basically, was what it feels like, where I hadn't seen my family. My family's scared to see me, even now, 10 months later, which I don't blame them. I'm scared, too. I have an older father who's in his 70s that, you know, is practically pretty healthy for his age, being 74, 75. And, you know, if I see him and he gets sick, I would feel guilty. He's, he's still very actively working. He walks every day. Um, and I don't want to expose him to anything. So it was very scary for the first time that we ended up hanging out. But it takes a toll because I live alone. I don't have a family. I don't have... My husband, I don't have kids. So when you go home, like, thankfully, I do live alone where I don't have to worry about bringing anything home to anybody, especially working in an ER. Like, I can imagine how hard it is for other healthcare workers coming home and the first thing their kid wants to do is hug them, and they can't. That's how I feel with my family. Like, I had such a struggle with this for so long because all you want to do is be around people that you love. And it was such a hard adjustment for me to really get through that. However, that being said, I'm honestly very thankful for the amount of support I've had throughout this whole thing, uh, whether it's friends, my coworkers that have really made my days made easier because they're supportive and whatever I really needed, they've been so great and have provided a lot of mental clarity for me. 
and you don't really know how you're going to handle a crisis until you're in one. And I think I did generally pretty okay. <laughs> pretty okay. Pretty alright. You know. I mean. I think for the people who also have. Um, mental health issues. Are not in a great spot. And it's been very hard. And people who aren't even clinically diagnosed. It's been very hard for everybody. Um. So it's really important for us as people, even though you can't gather in large gatherings or, you know, whatever, is to find some sort of support, whether it's through podcasts, through video chatting, through Zoom, through wherever, and to really surround yourself with positive people, even when you don't want to. Because when you're at home and you're moping, and it's very easy to get caught in the, the middle of a, I don't really want to talk to anybody and I don't want to reach out. Because that part is the hardest part. When you're going through a depression, you're going through a funk, you're going through anxiety, you're going through any anything in regards to mental health. It's very hard because the last thing you want to do is feel like you're a burden to somebody. Or ask for help because you feel like a burden. But at the end of the day, if you are with your friends or people who give any kind of crap about you you're not a burden so recognize that sometimes it's help helpful to vent to other people because at the end of the day we're all going through this it's not just one particular person that's being generally affected by this so even though this all may seem like common sense it may seem like yeah, this is what people should be doing, but people don't. So, you know, I always encourage people, like, the the first thing I do, because I'm super guilty of this, is closing up, bottling up. Do I see a therapist? Hell yeah, I do. And I think everybody should. And regardless of how you feel about therapy, if it works, if it doesn't, therapy, to find a therapist that actually helps you is like finding a partner. I don't know how many therapists I've gone through throughout the years that I was just like, oh no, like you are not who I should be seeing. But to have somebody as an outsider um, to look at your life and say, hey, like, maybe you should do this or maybe you should do that. Like, there's nothing wrong with somebody who's an objective point of view to actually help you and make suggestions or, hey, this is what you should be doing and maybe do this instead of that. Um, <coughs> which if you don't feel like, you know, if, or if you don't have the cash flow, just the first step is to really, like, find people who have been, like, a consistent positive person throughout your life. Even though we're not really supposed to be going out, but, um, you know, even if you don't want to reach out, reach out. Because we all need somebody. We all need somebody to talk to. to find something that, like, puts you in a better mood, whether it's music. I think on a relatable level, everybody can find, you know music as a really good mental therapy just to jam out and feel a little bit better get you hyped whether it's just to go out for a walk find things that are relatable to you that you associate with happiness because at the end of the day like it 
was affecting me super bad. And, you know, I've gone out for walks. I've now found a few people on the YouTube. Um, That's really made my mental capacity at least a little bit more bearable. So I don't feel like I'm mentally screaming at everything all the time. Because that's how I feel. Where I'm screaming obscenities all the time. Angry and upset and depressed. And feeling all the feels that I probably shouldn't be feeling. But at the end of the day, we're all kind of dealing with this garbage dumpster fire that none of us know how to cope with at all whatsoever. Um, I've realized a lot of things about my life, about personal relationships, um, who I really want in my life, who I really don't. Um... I've learned that it's okay to be selfish and really focus on yourself because once you start settling down, being in a relationship, having kids, it's really not even just about you anymore. So, you know, whether it's finding a new job, even though the job market probably sucks right now because I'm looking for a job and it is so hard because nobody's hiring, everybody's downsizing. So it's like a job within itself. Um... You know, and I hate to say this, but everything, this sounds so cliche, but it's all about good vibes, man. Even though it's a dumpster fire, it's all about the feel goods and what makes you feel good in a positive way and waking up and getting excited about something. I went through a very long period of time where I woke up and I just was not excited about anything at all whatsoever. I felt empty. I felt numb. I felt upset. I felt irritable for no flipping reason. No reason whatsoever. Um, So it's finding the little things that really just make a better impact on yourself. Whether it's getting your hair done. Like, I love cutting my hair. Every time I'm going through a hard time, the first thing that goes is is the hair. (coughs) Whether it's your nails. If you want to get your nails done, whatever. Get your nails done. Get them done a funky color. Get them done in neon pink and yellow. Whatever. Mix it up. Usually get your nails done black. Put on some purple. I don't know. Do something. I sound ridiculous. I feel like I sound like my mom. Isn't it weird that when you get older you sound like your parents? It's crazy. I feel like I sound like my parents more and more every day. Because my mom's like, do things that make you happy. And I'm like, shut up. What are you talking to? Whatever, you know? (laughs) Go away. But the more my mom said it, the more it sank in. And you sound like so ridiculous when I say them out out loud and, you know, it's really gotten me through. It's really kept me grounded. Um, What did it for me was last year when I started to become really unhappy at my job and it's not so much the job description it's not so much the job role it's not the place that I'm at it's just when you feel like you stop growing you feel like you're staying stagnant you feel like you're in a place where you feel like you're not progressing it's time to go like it's time to better yourself and just 
grow. And even before this pandemic, I kind of knew I wanted a way out of healthcare. I knew I wanted a way out. Um, and I think that we all, as people, need to learn that patience really is a virtue. Uh, all good things that I think happen take time, and you need to invest in time and patience to <coughs> really achieve and accomplish things. Um, because at the end of the day, things that are instantly instantly made, instantly given, it's an instant gratification. You feel good for five minutes, and then after that five, ten, fifteen minutes, you're like, okay, well, what's next? What's, hap- what's going to happen next? Where's the next best thing that's going to make me feel good in the next 15 minutes? And it's almost kind of like a drug feeling. It's like a euphoria where it only lasts for 15 minutes and then you're done. And even though you want things to happen immediately, they're not. They're really not. And I mean, this year I could say that I'm 32 and I graduated college. Like, I mean, and I never even thought that I'd be this proud of myself, which being 32 sounds so stupid. But when I finally graduated, I was proud of myself. So the first time I looked in the mirror and I said, oh my God, I did this. I did this. Like, this is a big deal to me. And, you know, I led a very different path from a lot of my friends, a lot of people I graduated high school with were... You know, I did things the opposite way. I really did. And I think I talked about this in my last podcast or two podcasts ago where, (coughs) you know, I did my life. I did everything the opposite. I went to trade school. I tried one year in university, said this wasn't for me. I don't know what I want to do. I'm confused. Which if you're 18 and you know what you want to do, that's a blessing within itself. But I went out of high school and I was like, I don't know what I want to do. My parents want me to be a nurse. My parents want me to be a pilot, real estate. And I was trying to achieve all these things that my parents wanted me to do because they wanted me to have a good life. Which is understandable because when your parents are telling you something, they're saying it from a learning perspective and they want you to be happy. They want you to achieve all these things and they want you to do things differently from the way they did to succeed. I mean, my dad is 70 something and He's like, man, I should have went back to school when I was younger. I only have a two-year degree. Granted, at that time, a lot of not everybody was going to university and graduating four years. To have a bachelor's was a big deal back then. Granted, now it's the basis that oh, everybody has a bachelor's. Oh, you need to have a master's. You need to have a PhD. You need to have this. And I'm like, oh, well, I didn't even think I was gonna get this far. I really didn't. I really didn't. I didn't expect to be here. I'm getting a degree where people have been getting, I mean, not like whatever, but where people had been getting degrees when they were 23, 24, 28. I'm in my 30s. And, you know, and I had such a hard time adjustment or dealing with time and, you know, all my friends have done this and this and this and they're all in three kids and working on a family and here I am, late bloomer, uh, just got a degree and don't have any kids and these are all things that you have and that's what I want too. Not because you have it, but just because I think 
you know, that's what I want. I mean, I don't really know if kids is really in the picture for me, but, you know, it'd be nice. But all good things take time. Um, And it doesn't matter how long. It doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I did things opposite. You know what? I read an article the other day where it's just kind of like, well, you know, the trades are dying. Where, you know, there's not a lot of plumbers. There's not a lot of electricians. Because at this rate, bachelor's degree is something that everybody has now. And not a lot of people want to go to school to be a plumber. I mean, that doesn't sound like a very pleasant job. But let me tell you, it makes mad money. Like, I know some plumbers that make like 60 grand a year. And I'm just like, yo, (laughs) like... If that wasn't in the cards, maybe I should start thinking about it. And, you know, school isn't for everybody. It's not. It's not for everybody. I know so many people that are like, I don't want to do school. But I know I don't want to do this. Listen, I'm telling y'all, like, it doesn't matter. Like, even if you decided to go to trade school, two years of school. If you went to trade school, like, trades are popping right now. Because there's not a lot of people in trades. And electricians can make so much money. Like, there's so much potential. Yeah, some people aren't great at school. But at the end of the day, like, if you're getting some kind of form of education to better yourself and there's a lot of money to be made, get it. Get it. I mean, if it's a year of school, it's really not even that long in retrospect. When you look back at it, it's like, yeah, it sucks. So do people want to go back to school? No. Do people have the money? No. I sure didn't have money. I don't have money. (laughs) But when you think about it, yeah, you're going to get that money back. And then you're going to pay your loans back. Like, just do it. Like, you'll figure it out. And I think it's a great idea for people. Like, if you're not into school, but you're struggling better yourself like there's nothing wrong with bettering yourself yeah do you want to go back to school probably not but what's one year of your life when you look back at it be like yo I'm really glad I did it and all it was was a year two years six months whatever you know I think I mean trades are always hiring always 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 um I mean, I was able to finish my bachelor's in a year and a half as opposed to two. I mean, I got my associates, which took ten. Yes, you heard that right. It took me ten years to accomplish a two-year degree. (laughs) So when people say, oh, it's time, and I'm like, yo, it took me literally 12 years to finish a four-year degree, which is... You know, I laugh at it because they think it's funny. But, you know, when people say like, oh, it's the journey, whatever. Yeah, I went through a hell of a journey. And now I can say I'm proud of myself because this is what I did. Granted, it wasn't consecutively 12 years. It was like, oh, I'm going to take two years off. Oh, I'm going to take three years off. But, you know, now, I I mean, I was just in such an unhappy part of my life where I was like, you know, something's got to change. How can I figure this out? What can I do? We need to figure this out. Because doing this for the rest of my life is for the birds. To be making 20 something thousand dollars a year. I can't do this. 
when you look at EMT salary, especially in Florida, the only other place that pays like even worse than that is Texas, which when you think about it, EMTs and paramedics should not be making 10 to $12 an hour. Whether or not you feel that minimum wage should be making $15 an hour, if I am responding to somebody's house or if they are bringing them to the hospital, I'm not trying to say that I'm better than anybody else because I'm not, but yeah, granted, I only went to school for six months, but basically you're six months to really like diagnose and clinically look at somebody and put a tube in their throat and use all these medications, like says something like I don't know I mean everybody deserves a really big pat on the back or a big pay raise after this year even environmental services janitorial service I mean everybody who's in healthcare everybody who's doing something like everybody deserves money (laughs) they really do but um I don't know, I just, if you really don't like something, change it, is what I'm trying to say. Change it. If you don't like the job you're in, you really have to sit down with yourself and say, what do I like to do? What don't I like to do? Let's try this. What am I interested in? Can I make this a living? Can I not make this a living? If you like books, maybe go try to find a job at the library, a bookstore, whatever. You know, it just all things take time. It's not going to happen overnight. And, um, that's about it. That's all I got. Um, I was going to go on and on on this podcast. And, you know, if you've been listening for a while, I kind of tend to talk in circles because I do these things usually sitting in my car and I go in with an idea and it turns into like me rambling and fencing and not even making sense half the time because I don't have actual sentence structures in my brain. Um, but that's it. Um, That's probably one of the biggest things that I learned about myself. Other than me rambling, I've known I've rambled and I just kind of shake, shout, and scream about everything. Um, But I think what this pandemic really taught me was to be forgiving to myself. Um, To really be proud of myself because I've always been very super hard on myself. I always kind of thought that I was undeserving to be happy or the things I did was some kind of karma that I deserved or I wasn't deserving of a good relationship or deserving of good things. And it's, it's kind of frustrating when you're not really self-esteemed and you really have to start looking at yourself and building yourself up because at the end of the day, you're the only person that you have. Um, you're the only person that can hold yourself accountable. You're the only person that's going to be able to change yourself. Um, and to really surround yourself with healthy people, healthy friendships, healthy relationships, um, people that support you and love you. And that's important. And I think we tend to lose sight of that. And it's kind of easy to focus on a lot of other things other than positive things or make excuses and, you know, kind of blame circumstances, even though this is a really heavy circumstance that I think well, we can blame it on, but, um, it just took me a long time to really get to where I was at and 
realize that I am a good person and I'm deserving of being happy and the relationships that I was choosing to be in were not so great and not healthy and when you start looking at things that are really unhealthy for you and you really sit them down and look at them and you're just like at what point do I walk away is this okay like why is this okay why am I still dealing with this person or going back to them or reaching out to them when they're not doing the same thing for you they're not asking you if you're okay they're not asking you what you need or they're there temporarily and then they just kind of leave on to the next best thing and then come back to you nobody needs that and it's so easy to not walk away but once you do it's the most liberating feeling and I think we all just kind of deserve to be happy on our own way um but yeah that's where I feel like I am at my end of the year um the first like seven months was just really hard for me and you know I was just angry and irritable and depressed as I think most people are now um but it's just being thankful for the people that you have and you know keep on doing the journey and don't get discouraged you're gonna have to keep doing something to progress even though it feels like you're not but you know the next day is always going to be a better better day than the previous one so that note I'm really gonna go and stop rambling because I've been rambling for 10 minutes about I don't even know what anyway Hope you guys have a good day, Uh, be safe, and don't blow anything up.